what's going on, guys? Uh, this is uh, Raybro. We have your mug and uh, Kulikov. These are the guys in this podcast. And this is the Time to Clear's podcast. And this is going to be our first uh, ever uh, video on this or stream, whatever you're watching this on. So uh, how are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, you know, same old shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, since it's our uh, first uh, podcast, uh, do you want to get this started right away or... Uh, Sure. Or what? Get some news going well, down. Might as well just talk about uh, what we want to talk about. I'm okay. out here in the news industry. Let's see this news. Yeah, stuff. you're the guy who's doing fast NHL news. Come I'm the on. guy. Hey, right. I'll yeah, give you're you guys the, guy. the topic. I'll give you guys the topic. Is obviously Jack Eichel switched his agent. Yeah. Obviously, there's been some. I don't know what you want to call it between his camp and the Buffalo Sabers, but. He switched agents, and it honestly sounds like within the next 14 days, we finally see Eichel get moved out of Buffalo. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. I think he's going to move now, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, funny enough, uh, the agent is the father of Brandon Bruson, a uh, prospect for the Vegas Golden Knights, and he's playing in Michigan, I believe, yeah. <laughs> it's a funny, funny uh, fact. Maybe uh, Eichel to Vegas, you know? I like how I like how you're automatically so assuming he's gonna go to Vegas. I've been saying he's going to New York since the day these rumors started. I'm telling you. I think like, it's between New York, Vegas, or maybe Minnesota. Well, I mean Anaheim. I don't know. Anaheim won't won't part with Zegers, and that's what Buffalo wants. Yeah, that's fair. Also, I the think they could too, like Vegas because all they were giving up is Krebs and something. You know? Well, that's that's rumored trade deals too, and obviously Buffalo said they wanted the equivalent of four first round picks, and right, I, like Vegas could probably do it, as yeah. could oh, yeah. as could the Rangers. But are they willing to part with four huge assets for a guy that obviously uh, the re risk of injury is massive right now, especially with, with like a neck injury? It's very serious, so it's like. Which team is going to be willing to take the risk? And I, I honestly think it's going to be the Rangers because what do they have to lose? They have a really deep roster. If Eichel doesn't pan out and he just yeah. comes back and he gets re-injured and he kind of just becomes a bottom six guy, that's still an incredible pickup for them. And I still think the Rangers are a year or two away from competing for, not, I wouldn't say a Stanley Cup, but at least being a really competitive team. So Eichel would only help that. I mean, yeah. at the beginning of the trade rumors for Eichel, I think like the main... I, I think the team that made the most sense beforehand was LA because they had the most assets that fit Buffalo's needs. And obviously, I assuming that Buffalo wants Quinton Byfield, which LA is unfortunately do not want to part ways on their end. So um, yeah, yeah. Well, so I remember reading a few. I remember reading a while ago, like when this is when like Minnesota, Seattle, Calgary, Anaheim were all like in on Eichel. Before yeah. it came down to like Vegas and the Rangers being the only two teams technically being seen. Well, Calgary is also in the mix as well, though. No. Teams are coming back into the mix now, but what yeah, I heard yeah. before is that Minnesota isn't willing to part ways with what Buffalo wants, which makes me wonder if they've thrown Kaprizov's name out. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too. If I they mean, okay, if they're, throw, if they're throwing Kaprizov, though, like, Michael's a better player than Kaprizov for sure, I feel like. So, yeah. like, I don't think that's the issue, though. I think they want, like, either Rossi or, you know. Well, think about it. If you're Buffalo and you see Minnesota as a team, you're the Sabres GM. You go to Minnesota. You're like, hey, we want Kaprizov. 
Rossi and a draft pick. If you're Minnesota, are you going to do that? No. Probably exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, that's why I think Minnesota backed out because realistically, Minnesota was probably willing to part with – if they are willing to part with Rossi, good for them. But then they've got, probably got Rossi, Addison, and two firsts, which is yeah. not as good as what other teams can offer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I personally hope Addison wouldn't go to Buffalo. But um, I personally hope nobody would go to Buffalo, at least not for the next three years. I mean, uh, yeah. Will Butcher, Will Butcher's happy to go to Buffalo, apparently. Okay, here's what I say about that. Will Butcher's only happy because he wasn't going to get the playing time with the Devils. He's going to get it in Buffalo. I mean, yeah. he wasn't, like, he played really, like, his rookie season or whatever, like, his first season in the NHL was really good. I, I liked what I saw from him. And then after that, he was, like, a steadily decline from there. So... It's, it's not, not like he's a bad defenseman. Uh, it's just like he's not, not a guy you would want insane. to put on your lineup over other guys. That's all what I would well, say. The thing I'm thinking too is that he's probably going to be he's probably going to be with Buffalo for one or two seasons. I mean, look at the depth they've got for rookies coming up as D men. Yeah, like, quite a lot. Owen Power, Owen Power, and Rasmus Dahlin. They don't care who else they put on the point. They're just going to put one on the first line, one on the second line, and they're good for the next five six years. Yeah, on the yeah. left side. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how old power develops. Well, this is why power is going back to Michigan, right? So, oh, yeah. That's a good decision, despite what that crackhead said from TSN. I don't know what, what his name was. Craig Button. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't Craig Button, but it was like this guy, I forgot his name, I'm blanking. But he was like, Buffalo should be humiliated or something like that for uh, bringing back power to the NCAA, which is completely stupid. Yeah. Like, what yeah, the hell? decision. The NHL yeah, pushes then, guys wanting like, to go back to university, ready. right? So. He wasn't completely ready for the NHL at all. He's not NHL ready. He, like, he, think he, of that, like, Holloway, too. Like, yeah, but Owen Power is better than Holloway. I mean, he has better oh, yeah. than Holloway. Let me so, think about it, too. Owen Power is a number one pick. Same thing as Holloway going back to the NCAA. If that was stupid, I mean, that was regardless, though. Like, he's, what, a mid-round pick in the first he yeah, was, so, yeah. I mean, I think even if you think about it, upset. too, it's like Buffalo's had, what, two first-round picks in the last four or five years? First overall. And, yeah, yeah, first overall. Yeah, first of all. And Darlene stayed, but Power's going back to Michigan. Now, the only reason I think he said it was humiliating was because I think other than Eric Johnson— I think that I think that's right. Is the only first overall pick in like yeah. twenty years that's ever not gone right to the NHL. I now, mean, Howard I think, probably would make that roster, but it's like I, I think honestly, uh, Jack Hughes should have been like he should not played his first season. Like he has a lot of upside, but that first season, like coming from the US miserable. NTTP up to the NHL, which never been done ever in the history of the NHL, is just like. It was disaster waiting to happen, but obviously he's going to be a very good player. That's going to, you know, he has a lot of upside for sure. So basically, what yeah. you're saying is power going back. He'll be a more closer to a star than if he would have went to the NHL. He'd be like quicker. He'll develop quicker by going back to the NHL season. Yeah, he will develop a lot better. I mean, there was issues with his defensive game. A lot of issues with defense game. Uh, his hitting, like he wasn't very physical. He was six with five and get brushed uh, brush off of pucks which is concerning. But, um, but yeah, like once he you know, gets stronger physically, knows how to use his body more, knows how to play defensively well and be stronger on the pucks, I feel like then it's the right time that Buffalo should bring him up to the NHL 
and I think he's going to do well. I don't see him as becoming like a Norse winning D-man for sure, but I think he has really good top four D-man upside. Yeah. On a, team like, on a team like Buffalo that's clearly struggling like they are, yeah. you can, you're going to take what you can get. And if Owen Power can actually prove to be a top four D-man next season, then, yeah. I mean, I'll power the power to him. Yeah. Well, no I don't intended. even... I don't even get why Rasmus Dallin, like, the hate he's been getting amongst, like, a lot of people in the end, like, NHL fans. Like, dude, he's, like, what, 21, 20? And he's putting up really good offensive numbers. And the only reason he's been bad defensively, because, number one, he's in Buffalo. And, number two, Ralph Kruger is utilizing him very wrong. Like, Dallin's yeah. 21. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So he's very, very young. And isn't he putting up, like, 30 points, too? Didn't he put up, like, I think he, he had put 50 up, like, points. Yeah, he put up 40, 50. Like, he's putting up, like, almost a point per game at uh, one year. 44 and 82, 40 and 59, and 23 and 56. All yeah, 23 low. at 56 is at, like, 40. I don't know. I mean, his plus minus last year was negative 36, but... Again, to be fair, it's Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. And like, I mean, yeah. you put him on another team, hundred in his whole career, 107 points, 197 games. Like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous for a guy who's 21. And he's getting, like, he's very unreal. Like, I've seen some people, like, oh, like, you see on Instagram where it's, like, rank these 4D man of, like, Hughes, McCarr, Dallin, and uh, Miro Heiskanen. If you're going by pure upside, it would be uh, Dallin, then McCarr, then Hughes, then Miro Heiskanen. And that's if we're going the- on... Yeah, that's the that's that's in my opinion that's perfect. And then if yeah. we're going on right like right now, I still think it's gonna be like McCarr, and then Dallin Hughes, and then Miro Heiskinen. I oh, like, yeah. I seen, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. You can go. No, go, ahead, go ahead. But I seen like some people are like, oh yeah, Miro Heiskinen number one, Miro Heiskinen number two. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's got some insane upside, but I don't think he's that that good. Well, you got to think too. Us three, and then the people we talk to, the people I talk to, you guys talk to them all individually. We all look in the world of advanced stats. The basic fan does not. They look at they look at what they see online. Like they look at Dalene. Oh, he got twenty three points in fifty six games. Yeah. He was minus thirty six. All they think of is that's a terrible plus minus, and that's an average amount of points for a D man. Now you go to Quinn Hughes. I can't really do that right now. Like I'll try to, but my internet's slow as shit right now. So but, what what are you looking for? I got it. It's up now, actually. Okay, okay. But either way, it's like they look at Hughes, they see minus 24 and 41 points in 56 games. Like, oh, Hughes is better than Darlene. So I mean, with with advanced stats, me personally, I think that obviously I sh- we shouldn't like take uh, advanced stats. I mean, we're getting to a point where advanced stats are getting a lot better where you can take uh, at face value and think, oh, this player is better than which. I think that's what they're using for the NHL draft now. They're using analytics data video to scout players so i think analytics is very important in the nhl that's the reason why some teams have an analytics department but i think for me for analytics itself uh, for me my ideology is that 50 50 like the i'm the eye test is very important as well and so is so is analytics so if you were to put them together right as one and I think that could give you like a perfect match of evaluating a player in the NHL or even just in the junior leagues itself. Yeah. No, absolutely. But like I said, that's why most people are comparing like even Heisken and those four defensemen you named, Heisken, Hughes, McCarr. Yeah. 
at Darlene, like all these guys are going to look at is, oh, terrible, terrible plus minus. They're not going to take into account that, hey, Vancouver was a little bit, well, a lot better than Buffalo, but like they're not going to really take that into consideration. They're just going to see stats. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think Quinn is overrated, in my opinion. Like, he's gotten next to no defense. Uh, yeah, he's putting up points, but who wouldn't when you got, like, just your, if you're just feeding it to Pedersen and Besser and stuff like that, you know? Actually, I will say, the second half of the season, Hughes has been a lot better defensively than the first half. And a lot of people overlooked that and call him a very bad, de- like, he, although he has better, he has to get better defensively, he's been better, like, he's been getting better gradually defensively. And obviously, uh, Tanev leaving the Canucks is a big hurt to his you know, his side since, you know, they were a really good uh, pairing at the bubble in 2020. But I don't think Hughes is overrated. He has a lot of offensive upside. He's probably one of the, he's probably going to be one of the best D-man the Canucks had in this generation if he pans out right. So I think, like, the guy, the guy, I will say it's kind of overrated, though. It's Miguel Heiskanen, definitely. I feel like most people think he's going to be winning Norris, which I think he will. I think he could uh, or possibly will, but like he's not on the same caliber as the upsides like Dalene or Hughes or McCarr. And especially since people are also looking at Adam being better than others just because of the 2020, you know, the run, the bubble run too as well. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Heiskanen's like, He's got some wicked potential, but like, yeah, I don't see him as a top five D man. Like, I see, yeah. him, I see him, I see him step up into his prime here in the next two seasons. Though. Like, this is going to be where you figure out if hey, he's a Norris defenseman or he's a top yeah. four, and that's all he's going to be. Yeah, I mean, Giordano won the Norris at what, like, 20, uh, 34? 37 or 35? 37? Yeah, 35 or whatever. So, you can't really know if someone's going to win the Norris at what age. What age. Yeah. Because, yeah, Giordano, uh, even Burns, like Burns putting the Norris at, like, what, 30, 33, you know? His first yeah, someone's like saying that. Yeah, like. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you never really know what could happen. Like, we look at advanced yeah. stats, we can make predictions. We look at last season, we look at what team, what, what players want to wear, how they might mesh. For all we know, Tyson Berry might fuck around and win the Norris this year. So, we, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give a hot take. I think if Tyson Berry shores up his defensive game and still puts up the same amount of points he he has, I think he's a top five defenseman. Well, yeah, that's what a top five defenseman quality is. If you put a <laughs> yeah. good D in that's like Norris. Like that is that's like what every D match should be on their team. But that's why Adam Fox won the Norris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so. I I don't with Barry. Here's the thing. I don't see the val- like I, w- I watch him on the power play, and I don't see I don't see him impacting the power play very well in my opinion. I feel like you should have put like a guy like Bouchard there, or even like a nurse there, because they were better on the power play. I feel like moving around the puck, uh, the shot selection was way better on both of them than than Barry. Like Barry, he will get the puck and will make like a slap shot that misses the net by like, ten feet up, like. <laughs> Sometimes when he does miss it, though, it goes right to one, one of our players and they just shelf it. Well, that's what happens yeah. when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. <laughs> and you add, now you add Zach Hyman? Like, come on. It's, and Fogel, yeah. too. Uh, you know, a, night, a net front presence guy as well. Do you think Fogel's going to run power play minutes on that line? 
I don't think so. I think he's going to run sec at least second yeah. round power play well, for like a little bit though. Because if Chase Dolan gets second or first power play unit, you don't think Foles is going to get second? I mean, that makes sense, but like, yeah. I don't know. I was looking at something. I'm going to try. Here, I just pulled it up. That said that Pugliarvi, McLeod, Yamamoto, Nurse, and Bouchard was going to be our second unit. Oh, that ain't bad. Okay. That's not so a bad like, one. I, I, like, mean, I like Bouchard. Obviously, people would know if they know me that I'm a huge Bouchard <laughs> advocator. Uh, I literally have a poster on my bedroom wall of like Bouchard Photoshop holding a Norris saying Bouchard generational. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, I know. But, uh, yeah, I really think like he has like truly, I think Bouchard is like one of our D men like the past few years that really has power play. And just offensive potential. Like, he literally has a bomb of a shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he has a perfect shot. It, like, yeah. it reminds me of a Bobby Orr shot, where it's like a half slap shot, half first shot. The thing is, too, yeah. is he came out of nowhere. Like, when he first got his like, first looks in the NHL, like, when he was playing four or five games in a season. Even I was seven. In, this guy, he played this guy, seven. Sorry, my bad, seven. Like, when he was playing those seven games... He looked like he belonged. He didn't look yeah. like he was out of place at all. That's why I was. He like, looked this better than the good. demon we had at that point. <laughs> oh yeah. He's easily got potential to be a top two defenseman, at least on our team. Yeah. yeah. And realistically, I mean, we got Nurse Berry, Keith Cece, Russell Bouchard, and you'll probably have Samarukov and Broberg might try and take one of those spots away. Yeah. Or, or sorry, Cuckoo might as well. I keep forgetting that we signed that guy, but. I can see Bouchard moving up to play with a guy like Duncan Keith. Like, yeah. realistically, oh, yeah. I can. I mean, that's the perfect mentor for him, honestly. Yeah, there's no better teacher in the league. Keith won everything there is to win, pretty much. Dr. Mm-hmm. Keith. Besides, like, a heart. <laughs> but you get... When, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, everyone shits on Duncan Keith for being a defensive liability, but it's like... Yeah, like, so what do you expect? We overpay like, for him? <laughs> The others overpaid I mean, for the guy. It wasn't yeah. an overpayment though, because Jones, like he didn't really. No, it wasn't. Look, but it, it, mm-hmm. it was more or less like an overpayment of taking on the cap. But we know that if yeah. Duncan Keith retires out of nowhere, it's going to be good for us because Chicago there's a, has. Yeah, there's a backdoor deal. Yeah, See, the thing yeah. I'm thinking is, if we would have just done that deal, hypothetically speaking, if if they took fifty percent of that contract and yeah. the same deal was made. I would have been okay with it because realistically, the Oilers need somebody to bring in that veteran leadership for one or two yeah. seasons. Because realistically, the Oilers don't have it. Yeah, bringing in a three-time yeah. Stanley Cup champion, a guy who actually wants to play here, yeah, that's huge. Now, did are we paying him too much? Absolutely. Would I? I would probably be like over the moon if we would have brought him in for like what is he making? Five point five, so two point seven five a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have had him for that. I would have been happy, but. I oh, yeah. think with with him, uh, like how he's utilized, I think he's gonna be. You should be utilizing him with like the third pairing. I don't think he's gonna be good in the second pairing because that'll be too much time. And don't put on the power play. And I think it'll be pretty good if like he gets some time on the penalty kill, though, at least. Yeah, he'll get some on the penalty kill for sure. Yeah. But I kind of want Russell to get in the lineup sometimes too. Oh like, no! He's, no, I don't <laughs> want Russell. No. I've always been a Russell. Russell. I fan. I do not like Russell. I don't know why we still have that bum on our team, and we re-signed him for one million for one more year. Like, 
Russell's going to be in our lineup, dude. He's going to be our seventh defenseman. It's really going to be between him and Kuku like this guy. Like, sure, he can play like decent defensively, but he has no offense whatsoever, and he puts it in our net like what two times. <laughs> <laughs> That's a violation right there. Uh, he, he still got a life. Didn't he lead the league in block shots for like two straight yeah. seasons? Though? Yeah, but what does what does he have other than block shots? He certainly Nothing, doesn't have a he... reputation of being a de- good D man. Like that. I mean, that's what he does. He comes there. He's cannon fodder. And dude, he played thirty five games. He was even. Like that's like, actually uh, kind of nuts. Look yeah, at uh, how many how many Tampa's defense. Play? Where all their guys are blocking shots, so they never hit Vassy. Yeah, but but their defense is way better than Russell. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in the sense of blocking shots, like you want someone who can actually throw their body. If I line. wanted someone yeah, to block shots, I would have taken the security guy from Rogers Place and oh put him on God. the ice to block shots. Oh my God. <laughs> but, uh, we're paying yeah. Russell. We're literally paying Russell a million dollars a season. Well, not so this can... season. I think we're paying him. Wait, how many Whatever years? I, he, I know we were playing him four million for no reason. Like what? Well, we didn't sign him, but like Calgary paid him four million. No, we signed him out of free agency, dude. We did. Yeah. Yeah, we we actually. This year he re- he it activates a one year. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like his four million dollar deal that he we signed. signed. We signed him yeah. to a deal out of free agency, dude. Sure, at least. It had nothing to do that. with Calgary. It had nothing to do with Calgary. Wow. He was on a four he was on a four year, four million a year contract with a no movement clause and a minor no trade clause. There was Modified a time player. he was our t- he was in our top four. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing he here he's gonna be paid two. one point uh one two uh one point two five million for this yeah. year now. This yeah, year. So at least his so contract's probably, off the books. He won't be back after. He won't be back after this season. I guarantee yeah, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a bum. I'm telling you he's a bum. I don't want him. I mean, I can say the same thing about many players, but my bias side ain't coming out in this. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like, paying a guy one... Even you got to admit this, Ray. Paying a guy $1.25 million instead of four... Just to block shots all season, and he's going to run sixth to seventh D-man time, and he wants to win here? Like, that's that's a guy I want yeah. on my team. Unless he's not he gonna, turns over the puck. Okay. <laughs> just because he did it once with Nazem Kadri against Toronto... And he put it in our own net twice. <laughs> I want, wait, I wonder who's in net for that. I gotta look this up now. It was uh, either Koskinen or Smith. Of course it was I, Koskinen. <laughs> it was I don't either. know if people can defend him for being a good goalie. Like, I know he was, he was good average. two years ago was, or something. He was average when he first came here, and he was he still was. average. Like, I you know who was yeah, in net? Laurent Brassois was in net when Russell scored on his own net. Oh, Brassois. That guy was actually pretty. He was a stud. I liked him, but... And take, yeah. it, take it from me. When Miko Koskinen came over from the KHL, there was another goalie that came over with him and signed. Pavel Francouz. I was pulling for both of them because I'm like, dude, these KHL goalies put up incredible stats. Yeah. If we get one, like we were rumored to get Koskinen, like we get one, I'm going to be pumped. We got Koskinen, I was like absolutely jacked up. He had a good season, and then after that, he's just been declining. So I, I can't defend the guy anymore. Yeah. Well, no, he had his best season, to, uh, like, I think... It was 2019-2020, so the bubble season or whatever, the cancellation season. He had his best uh, best numbers in his career by far. He was, a, he was like a top 15 goalie because he had like we a 917 save percentage and everything. 
We got to give him, man. It's, 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 it's clear that the Oilers, like the players, do not trust him as much as they trust Smith. Now, I'm not saying Smith's going to have another Vesna-like season. Well, Smith, like, but, everyone loves Smith, and even then, his on-ice performance, like, trust him well. Although, like, Smith puts it, like, he lets in the worst goals. Like, he'll make the most best save possible for Smith, and then he'll just let in, like, I think, like, the playoff game, uh, Stastny's goal... He was screened. Was, he couldn't save that. Oh, he was screened? Like, the oh, angle yeah. I saw it from, like, yeah, his angling was so bad. That too, he, he goes, he was screened so bad, it was literally like someone just put a wall in front of him. Like, I'll have to look at that. Actually. He couldn't see that at all. And I mean, it was kind of a snipe, so. Like, it was not a snipe. It was literally a low ice burner shot. Oh, uh, well, I'm not really remembering all that much. I just remember he was screened when it happened. I mean, so everyone's saying he's garbage when he was literally no, no, top five. Like he's not garbage. Year. He was like one of the best goalies. He was the seventh in, best in the league, league like last literally. year. It's just that he lets in like when he lets in goals, he'll let in the worst goals. That's that's all I would say. Eh, I yeah. think Mika Koskinen's got a, a bump. Yeah, he's got four goals on four shots. Four goals on I mean, I'm excited to see what the uh, uh, Kunalov does. Kind of I'm excited for him and Skinner. I swear, the last 20 minutes, all we've talked about is Edmonton. <laughs> I know, bro. We're supposed to like yeah. we have to change something. I cracked the joke about Tyson Berry, and then we immediately go into. Now, if you want to talk about something, talk about oh, how yeah. much depth the Golden Knights have added to their roster. Oh, like, yeah, killer depth. Yeah, Evgeny Dadnov. I mean, they got rid of Flurry, which is still that all weird. Weird deal. Such a me. weird trade. Yeah. yeah. Like, it still makes there's gotta be something else going on, but I'm not gonna ask. Benny Dadnov, yeah. they brought in Nolan Patrick, they brought in Brett Howden, and then they grabbed Laurent Brassois. Yeah. And I mean, Nolan they got Patrick, Howden. I think Nolan Patrick's I'm kinda skeptical about Me Nolan too, Patrick. but yeah. Nolan Patrick was one of those guys that needed to change the scenery to have a like to have a I don't want to say an outbreak in his career because he's like already a solidified NHL player, but to actually yeah. reach his full potential, he might be able to do it in Vegas. I, I think at why most, they treat Cody uh, I think at most he's going to be like a second line center. Oh yeah, at absolutely. Most. But the Golden Knights definitely could use that, and if he becomes that, oh, yeah, they have no center depth at all. Like, no, who do you have at center? That's like, why they chase Sh- uh, Stevenson, Chandler Stevenson, William Carlson. The uh, fact that they even like. Wait, hold on. Yeah, the fact that they even like went to the finals their first year with like little, like little, like center depth is beyond me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. But it's like they had that run literally came down to grit. That's all it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they were ridiculous. Nobody was beating Washington, but oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Washington was a powerhouse. Yeah. If Washington lost, I would have been so sad for OV. The center yeah, depth yeah. with Vegas, Carlson, Stevenson, Nicholas Roy, Thomas Nelson. No, Stevenson, uh, Stevenson was in uh, Washington in 2018. No, no, I'm just looking at their, I'm just looking oh, at their yeah. center depth now. No, no, yeah. It's awful. It is. Well, yeah. these, yeah, guys are good. these guys are NHL players, but it's like, you, you could definitely have better. So I they, think Carlson, Carlson's better at the wing, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're playing with Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau, man, oh, yeah. you're going to put up points. Now, here's the thing. Vegas's top six could be gross if Patrick steps into that uh, second-line yeah. center spot. 
Riley Smith, Carlson, Marsha So, and then you got Pacioretty, Nolan Patrick, and Mark Stone. Like, that's gross. Yeah. yeah. Bro, I can't believe with all the Vegas trades they've been making, the one guy they keep did not pan out. But, like, the two guys they gave out, like, Brandstrom, if he's giving the opportunity by Ottawa, it's going to be a really good... Like, basically, Brandstrom is literally going to be, like, a, a Walmart version of Quinn Hughes. <laughs> Jesus. That's if not, he's, he's more similar, actually, to Samuel Gerrard. I feel like it's a better comparison. That's Yeah, that's valid. That's yeah, Sam, yeah, he's going to be a Samuel Gerrard. Obviously, Nick Suzuki is Nick Suzuki. Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Somebody said Nick like, Suzuki was a top 10 center, and I just laughed. Not I mean, yet. he can be, but not yet. He, yeah. he's, he's shown that he's really good. That's for sure. I, I like Absolutely. his game a lot. He was, oh, I, he was really, that was the only but... reason I got, like, a, like someone got me a share of Nick Suzuki. He was, like, he's one of my favorite players, for sure, in the league. Oh, yeah. But, but like, I could probably list off, like, other centers that are better than him, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you guys think Peyton Krebs will get a shot in the NHL? Yes. I think 100%. so. Yeah. Like, not, not, I know he will eventually, but do you think it's going to come this season? Yes, he's gonna yeah. get. He's definitely gonna get um, playing time. Really? So that could easily put that could put Krebs into the third line center spot. Yeah, if he does, if Krebs does really well in the third line, he could potentially be their number one center. Down the oh, he's not. He's not gonna take it from Carlson if Carlson's staying at center. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends on how Krebs is developed. Like, if if Krebs just absolutely goes off, we're playing a really good defensive game. Absolutely. Then, yeah. Well, that could that could that could make if they if Krebs pans out and Patrick ends up playing well, then they could literally have a top nine that would probably be one of the so probably sad. yeah. It'd be like, say for example, you get Krebs on that third line, you have him with Yanmark and Alex Tuck. Like that's that's yeah. gross. Yeah. Like, these the the Golden Knights easily have and year in year out have a Stanley Cup com, uh, competitive team. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. One team I'm actually, like, very intrigued to talk about, or not talk about, but see, is Carolina. Like, they fell off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, trading Nadelkovich for nothing. They traded Fogel Bear, decent trade. Like, I would have... They, they traded Nadelkovich for a, basically a third-round pick. Got two very risky goalies to play in that. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I mean, Rant is a solid backup, but... Rack. Here's the They're thing, Frederick Anderson, I have a lot of Leafs friends that hate his guts. <laughs> like, no, absolutely, but it's like... like he's been atrocious this year, for sure. But I do think Frederick Anderson's going to get a bounce back, but it depends on how big the, the bounce back is. Oh, sure he is, but even then, it's like... I mean, who do they have on, who do they have on defense? They lost, uh, they Slavin, lost like Hamilton. Yeah, they lost Hamilton they and Slavin, they Jake Brady Bean, Shea. too. They have Jacob uh, Slavin, they've got Brady Shea, they have Brady Shea, Brett Frisch, um, Gardner, Bear. I guess. Gardner Yango. as well, Bear. Like, and their, seven, their seven defensemen are going to be Slavin, Shea, Heshi, Gardner, D'Angelo, Bear. Their defense is still going to be fine. It's just not going to be as good as it was. No, it's, not. it's a downgrade, as are their forwards, I bet you. Yeah. yeah their team got a lot worse. I don't, I don't, like, yeah. I'm going to say it's, this might be a stretch, but I don't see them making the playoffs. Neither do I. No, they'll, they'll definitely my predictions, make the playoffs. My predictions are coming out here. I don't even have Hurricanes in the top five in their division. Oof. Okay. I'm not even joking. Like, I, I have them fall into sixth. I think I have them in sixth, but, like, I... They lost. They got rid of their future goalie. They brought in two goalies who, if they both stayed where they were last year, they're not going to go anywhere. 
They're yeah. going to be the reason they lose games. Like for the last two or three seasons, the Hurricanes have pissed me off because I'm a Caps fan and they keep putting us out. But they're, <laughs> they're a good team. Like they are a gritty team. Yeah. You're not going to beat a team like that. The last team that did it was the Islanders. <clears throat> like, and the Islanders went on that run. And every team that beats the Hurricanes ends up going on a deep run. So now I just don't think they're as competitive. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They lost Hamilton for nothing. And. Hamilton didn't uh, want to be there, though, I don't think. I really don't think he wanted to be there. I think his whole intention was leaving Carolina after last season. Yeah. No. Especially I mean, when he gets so it. much storm surging you can do. <laughs> <laughs> like. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's why he left. Cause yes. Because he, he, he thinks they're all a bunch of jerks, right? Yes. Ah, okay. Billion percent. All right, makes sense. All right, Ray, I've got one. I'm gonna, I've got a topic I'm gonna bring up to you because you're the you're the prospect okay. expert. Minnesota, they have signed Dmitry Kulikov. They just grabbed Eddie Ben, but they just signed Carson Lambos. Do you see him making an initial spot on that team in the next two seasons? Uh, Lambos, I think yeah. uh, for sure. I, I like his upside a lot. I mean, he's definitely. It's no surprise he's definitely dropped because of the time that Finland. He wasn't the best, but you can't really blame him. Uh, it was an off year. He was playing on bigger ice. He didn't know the teammates and the language really well. So we'll finish. But um, I think with Lambos, he still has really good high top six upside that he can drive a power play. He needs the puck really well. His hands are really good. I think his, his skating ability needs to work more along his strides. He's too upright. But I think he, his shot is pretty good as well. He's good, uh, you know, good puck mover as well. Uh, makes a good breakup pass, and his physicality is good too. He uses his body a lot, and he uses it really well. So I think with him, I don't think he's gonna be like a very elite player, but he again, he's probably gonna be like one of the best D men in, in uh, the Minnesota's roster come to time when he uh, enters the lineup with Kalen uh, Addison. Addison. Well, the thing I'm thinking, is I think he's gonna like, be like crazy. He's gonna be very right, good right. on the power play. He's a power play type player. Sure. The Wild have a ridiculous amount of defense in the gut, but it's like they've got Jared Spurgeon, they've got Jonas Brodeen, they've got Matt Dumba, who are three guys that are penciling into that lineup. Yeah. They've now got Jordy Ben, who probably will be a seventh defenseman and give Kalen Addison like competition, because yeah. I think Addison's probably a, um, penciled in. They've also got John Merrill now. Yeah. And they got Kulikov as well. You and can't they got forget about well. And they got yeah. Kulikov. So where does Lambos fit in? At least this season, I don't think he's going to... I think he's... Is he eligible to go to... No, he's not. So it's not... Okay, if we're talking about this season, he's definitely not going to be in the NHL. He's going to be in the WHL, the, the uh, Winnipeg Ice. Right. I keep thinking uh, about... Uh, they were in... Uh, forgot. They had like an old city. I forgot their name. Uh, Kootenai. They, they used to be in Kootenai, but they moved to Winnipeg. Right. But now they... Yep. Yeah, the Winnipeg Ice. Yeah. But yeah, he's going to be there. He's going to be there at least, like, if he performs really well with the Kootenai, uh, not Kootenai, <laughs> Winnipeg Ice, then he's going to be playing with Idawa in, uh, uh, in the AHL, for sure. I think if he, it depends on how he does in the WHL. If he does really well, he's going straight to the AHL, do some time there, and then he's going to eventually get a call. If he needs more seasoning and stuff like that, then he'll be there for the WHL two years, AHL, and then he goes up. But I don't see him. I think his time frame is, like, three years. Fair enough. Maybe two, then, two, three years. Well, because re- didn't he put up like 
I'll look this up in a sec, but didn't he put up like 30 points in 57 games with the, with the Winnipeg Ice in his first season in the dub? Yeah, his rookie, he put up that number. Well, let me see. Like, I thought he put up an incredible amount of points. Plus, his plus minus was like 20, I think, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he put thirty-two. He put up thirty-two uh, points in uh, yeah thirty-two points in 50s, uh, 57 games. He was a plus twenty, and he had yeah. his, as a rookie defenseman as well. Like and he nice. played well in the US seventeen with five assists in uh, six games. And then he even even though he didn't play quite the well fundamentally, he still he still put up points in the U twenty in the Liga with eleven points in thirteen games. Uh, I just I peeped there too. I'm looking at that now, and even with Rink and U15 and U18. So I mean, that's the CSSHL though. So, but that's a highly touted league. Like that's where Gunther was at. Like that's where Savoy was at for a while. Like that. Yeah, but the the the, qual- the players of quality aren't like. No, absolutely. I mean, it, not, it's it's a good. Pre- it's like prep school, high school prep school. Absolutely. Or, yeah. But but as a defenseman, being that young, putting up that many points, like over a point per game in all of his seasons in U, uh, U18 and U15, and then going to the yeah. dub in his rookie season and putting up like 32 and 57, uh, that to me, that's ridiculous. To me, that screams within two seasons, he'll have at least a bottom four D spot in the NHL. Yeah, for sure, his rookie season. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, like, I can see, I can't see Minnesota keeping Jordy Ben past this season. Oh, no. I, I can't seven. see him. I gotta see, I don't think they signed... I think John Merrill was only signed for one year, so yeah. I don't see him staying much longer and then easily could put Lambos into the position after that. Yeah, for sure, 100%. 100%. So that's where I stand yeah. right now. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know. So, uh, so what, what other news do we got? Really? Right now, I got nothing. We've touched on, I've touched on what I want to touch on. Okay, we touched on a lot. I mean, uh, I want to touch up a few things. Like uh, we got uh, Anthem, uh, Adam Fentilli, uh, 2023 draft eligible, who is probably one of the top prospects in the 2023 draft aside from Mitchkov and Bedard. He looks really good in the Chicago Steel. Uh, I like his game a lot. He's a good forward. Um, I think it's going to be a really good move for Michigan. They're going to be really stacked. Especially when they get Rucker and McGrody, uh, this year's eligible for the 2022 draft. That team gonna is be, gross. It's so, oh, like, man. the pipeline for that, it's like Owen Power, Matthew Beniers, Ken Johnson, Mackie Stanley-Skevage. You got uh, Brisson. Uh, Van Tilly won't be playing with those guys, though. Fantilly yeah, Fantilly. I mean, no, he's still, it's probably going to be some guys still there, like uh, Samuel Skevage or Brisson. Depends. But still, yeah, like... Well, but we'll, we a, both know Beniers and... Uh, I, I think I think Bernier's Bordelow is probably going to get into the uh, NHL. Uh, obviously, Ken Johnson. I don't know about Ken Johnson though. It depends on how he does this season. The Jackets drafted him, right? Yeah, the Jackets drafted him. Yeah, like, it depends on how high they are. Depends on how high they are. Yeah. He was a top five pick, so yeah, and he they was really expected to go top ten. So they're like, yeah, we want him. So yeah. Yeah, he's an he's an unbelievable hockey player. Like all my 100%. buddies down where I was playing, they would constantly talk about because he used to play. Uh, I don't want to like expose where I'm at, but right, literally like 20 minutes away, he that's where he used to play, and he used to talk about like how ridiculous he was. He would like put the BCHL, like, yeah, yeah. So Pinkton, I believe. No, the it's like Trailblazer or something. Uh, trail. It was a Trail Smoke Eaters. 
Yeah, smoke eaters, trailblazers, or something like that. Or some- it, was, it was trail. It was a trail smoke eater. So oh, when okay. he was with that team, I'm going to look at He put up like 100 right points or something like that. Like, he had the Michigan. His hands were crazy. He was literally 101 in 101 in 52. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's, and then in that's, Michigan, he put up 27 in 26. Holy. Yeah, it's even like, good. He was over a point per game, but, like, there's obviously, if you watch him, there's the pace of game issues. Uh, his skating needs work off, uh, well, and he does too many dangles at the wrong times as well. Well, and he's, he'll, he'll be working on his game for a while, but yeah. either way, yeah. he's going back to Michigan this year. That team's going to be yeah. nuts. Uh, Columbus and they're going to continue be though. nuts. And then Luke Hughes, oh my God, he's Luke Hughes is going to Michigan as well. Is he going Jeez. back? Uh, Michigan, yeah, Luke Hughes. I, I assume that Luke Hughes is going to be playing like next season. He's going to be playing there. I think he's going to play one year, and then he's probably going to go in the AHL. I don't know. He might I be mean, there two, one, two. I mean, it'll be the same. Not going back there too. Uh, it'll be the same trajectory as. Uh, uh, Quinn Hughes because Quinn Hughes only yeah. played one more year of NCAA after his draft here. Well, because is Dylan Duke not going back to Michigan as well? Oh yeah, Dylan Duke as well. I expect Dylan Duke to play like like four years of of Michigan though because he's a late round pick. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of teams that are really high on that guy that he can within two seasons. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really sure. It depends. It all again. It all really depends on development. Of the oh, prospects, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm good. I've got nothing else. So yeah, I got nothing else either. How about you, uh, Dimitri? Well, we were talking about uh, Kalen Addison. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna say I think he's like, I'd say he's at least a wicked top four defenseman. His potential would be. Yeah, definitely. He's going to be a like, really good defenseman for sure in the NHL. I've I mean, watched him for like three years. Yeah. And like, With holy, bridge, yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, holy. I think, I think honestly, I've seen, I seen like his first couple of games he had to stand in the NHL. Good communication. He played well. I think he played with Suter. Played really well, I think, with him. And it, it was, a, it was a good showing. And obviously, he tore it up in the AHL. So. Yeah, he looks super duper solid. Like he was the captain of the yeah. Hurricanes for a few years, so like that's over cousins. So that's got to that's got to show you something. But um, yeah. like, uh, what do you guys think about uh, some of the people that Oilers have invited to training camp? Uh, I don't have anyone. Uh, I don't really know most of the most of the names there. Haven't really watched them a lot, except for <laughs> I know one guy. I think they he likes some of my videos. The Henrik Rubitsky guy or whatever. He likes some of my edits on uh, Instagram, but like, <laughs> but, uh, that's fair. That's, yeah, I don't remember the names of them, but I think, yeah. I think honestly, they're just there for, yeah, it was like, them, I know for sure for... Dino, uh, that Dino, uh, Kruger or whatever his name Cam is, Bites. Dino guy. Yeah, Cam Bites. Bites. Yeah, yeah. yeah, from the Lesser Frazier's as well. And right. a guy in the St. Uh, John, the St. Uh, John Sea Dogs. Was that Brady Burns? Guy. Yeah, Brady. I think Brady something. I don't know. Also, but yeah, I think I think some of them could actually get a, a job in the AHL at least and work their way into the NHL. Oh yeah. Well, I but see Cambites being so solid on the AHL. Like, yeah, yeah, I've seen him. He's got insane skating. He yeah. was the captain this past year. Um, yeah. Like he's got insane skating. He's a physical guy. Um, he likes to. He's got a wicked shot. I've seen him snipe it hundreds of times. Like, 
I don't know, but it might be me being a little biased, but I think the Hurricanes develop some wicked players. Okay. But that's no, valid. That's just my opinion, but um, so uh, uh, I think gonna... we uh, touched on some topics and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you got any uh, things to say else, guys? I'm good. No, I think that's good. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, if you're, if anyone is still uh, sticking with us here, uh, thanks for watching, whether it be on YouTube or Spotify or just like a clip from uh, <laughs> Instagram, but. Uh, yeah, uh, if you like what you saw, check out our Instagram, the 20 Players Podcast on Insta. Uh, yeah, uh, we should have it on YouTube. It should be probably 20 Players uh, as well once we make it. But on that, uh, this is Ray. Uh, that's Mug, and that's Cool Off, and uh, we're signing out. Peace.